sang this song to me. There was a message in his melody, sweetest lyrics that I ever heard. There's a message in the songs of birds. Tomorrow is another day. Living is the only way. Tomorrow's gonna ever come. Listen to the words of the song. Greetings and welcome to A Sip of Inspirations podcast. I want to thank you all for joining me now because we're live now. But I want to also thank thank those who join us afterwards and watch the podcast and for all of the many supporters that we have out there. So today is going to be, as I say, uh, an episode in things you can do to change your life. And we know that our life is multidimensional. So I try to bring you a lot of different things. And you, as you all know me, we cannot... We just cannot overlook the spiritual part of what's going on in our lives because I believe that everything that is going on in our life, no matter how it looks, has a spiritual component. So joining me for today's discussion is Aline. She's a spiritual guide, healer, teacher, writer, facilitator, yogi, and speaker. So she guides her clients on their spiritual path. She supports people to establish solid foundations for spiritual growth and soul fulfillment so that they can establish a direct self-sustaining connection to the divine through nothing but themselves. And as you already know, I believe that that is the only way that you can connect to the divine is through yourself for yourself. I know we reach out to a lot of people for help, but what they're trying to do is give you the tools that you need so that you can form that direct relationship and connection. So before I bring her on, I have to thank my sponsor, Rise. When you need a supply company to rise to your needs, call Resource Industrial Supply Company. They've sponsored us for the last three years now, and I'm really excited to have them. So thank you, Aline, for joining me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. Super happy to be here today with you. Yes, I work as a spiritual guide, healer, and teacher mainly. Uh, I My main focus is to support people to live their purpose in joy. I believe that spirituality is practical, hands-on, grounded in everyday life. We're here to live. The thing is, are we really living our lives fully? Are we, are we being true to who we are and to our purpose? So I guide people in this journey of self-discovery, establishing those foundations in their lives so they can take more lead of their own lives. Yeah. And I want to thank you for the work that you do, because I know that the work that you do in helping others, as other people help other people, and if we keep this work up, we can change the planet. So I want to thank you, first off, for doing that work. Now, you did mention that you help people in self-discovery and finding their true selves. So how did you get into this work to begin with? And what are some of the steps people can take for this self-discovery? I began my path very early in my life when I was still a teenager. I had a natural opening. I could start, I could listen to things that were not really there. So it was a bit scary at first, but I did have that natural opening that took me to this path uh, for a long time. And I, didn't, I never thought I was going to work with this, though. 
<laughs> I worked with many other things. For me, my spiritual path was my thing. You know, it wasn't something that I shared with other people. It was just my own spirituality. Mm -hmm. And it was much later in my life, uh, around uh, my 30s, that I was having a few uh, existential crises that took me even deeper to spirituality to a point that it was so clear to me that this is what I was supposed to do. Uh, and I feel that those moments of suffering, of disconnection, of feeling that something is not fully aligned in our lives are great teachers on this path, because in a way they're cause of our soul, that we have distanced ourselves so much from our joy, from reality, from we're living in a certain illusion. And those are calls asking us to come back home, to come back to ourselves. So I feel like a great beginning point is to pay attention to what is not okay in our lives. What is it that is causing us the stress? What is it that is causing us suffering? It doesn't have to be a major suffering. Of course, sometimes we go through crisis, but the discomforts of life, what are they telling us that is not okay? And it, not, not necessarily about something external, but something within ourselves about certain beliefs, about certain expectations. So, so it's, it's important to have these moments of self-reflection. And I feel this is a great step for anybody to do to come closer to themselves and to their spirituality. So when we're having these self-reflective moments, what questions should we ask? You know, because a lot of us will go in, and I know you've seen this, and says, I just want to be well yesterday, or I want a million dollars right now. But so, so how do we, uh, what questions should we start to ask? Because a lot of us are taking baby steps. And yes. I feel, so there's a series of questions to, to go deeper, so to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we can begin at specifically what you said. What do I want? Many people don't know what they want. So coming into alignment of what is it that I want? And then continuing, going deeper into the answer of why do I want this? Why do I want a million dollars? Um, some people might uh, go straight to uh, shallow answers, which is okay. It's okay to just say, I want this or I want that. But then ask, ask again, why do I want that? Because little by little, we can reveal what we're really looking for. Are we looking for safety? Are we looking for social status? If we're looking for safety, maybe we are afraid. Okay. So investigating the underlying reasons under what we want um, because that will allow us to understand what is it that is lacking okay and some things we cannot um get from the outside if we are afraid if we see that we're scared like many people want money because they're scared they are afraid of never having it they're living in scarcity if you, we want money out of fear, no matter how much money you want, you will still have that fear because the money is giving you things, but it's not healing the fear. The fear may dislocate to other aspects of your life. So understanding what is it that is actually the reason, the underlying reason behind what you say you want and why you want that. No matter how many beautiful things you have, if you only go after them because of, uh, lack of self-worth or self-esteem, looking for somebody else's recognition. You can have everything. It's not going to heal That's low right. self-esteem. 
you can we can you can have beautiful things it's nice to have beautiful things but it's different having them for fooling rejoicing in them just because you enjoy beauty as an end in itself than expecting the beauty to heal something that is not okay so this is a huge part understanding the drivers behind our actions and what we want which actually asks us to be quite deep and have the courage to look at ourselves you know It does require us to go deep and you're right. It does require courage. Um, and in my own life, I've discovered that sometimes it's like you said, it's not necessarily the money you want. Maybe it's an experience that you want and you can have a lot of experiences without having, you have great experiences without having a lot of money first. Uh, and when we're clear about what we want, then it seems that sometimes the way will tend to show itself. If you're over yes. to it. Yeah. Absolutely. And that is the importance of understanding what we want. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we focus on how we want it. Like I want safety and we define that money is going to give us the safety. But money is a channel. It's not the source itself of the safety. So the, there are so many ways to handle anything. But sometimes we limit it. We think in just one thing. This is the one thing that is going to give me that. Right. Well, if we understand what we really want, we will understand that there are many ways <laughs> to heal that. So it's opening up ourselves even to the magic of life, to the magic of infinite possibilities, that the magic that spirit is. Mm -hmm. So when you're asking people why, how do you guide them through that, that exercise from the superficial to the real why? We have to keep digging deeper and asking more reflective, uh, reflective questions. So it, it's, um, yeah, it is quite a work. I don't work that much with people talking like that. I normally okay. give people practices, okay. but for some people that might be what they need. I oh. like working with practices to get out of the mind. So ah. different exercises and breathing techniques and different meditations. There are so many different practices because the practice uh, changes the energy field. And sometimes when we are too much in our mind, we still keep stuck in our mind. It's really hard for us to get out of there. And at the end of the day, spirituality is about understanding energy as well, going beyond just the thoughts and going back to the heart. You know, we want to release the mind to go back to the heart. We want to go back to joy, understanding what is it that actually makes us happy. Uh, so it requires us to get out a bit of the mind and go back to the standard spacious place that the heart is. So what types of meditation uh, would you recognize, would you recommend? I mean, when you're on the internet or in YouTube, <laughs> there's a million different yeah. kinds and they all promise success. Yes. Right. You're going to be healed yes. after you listen to this 10 minute meditation. <laughs> and I, yes. I say it jokingly, but I remember when I was dealing with uh, blood pressure and I was listening to things, it says, this is not helping. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I really understand. I said, yeah. oh, something's wrong with this. So, so, what kind of meditations do you recommend people try? And, and And with what mindset they go into this. I did eventually yeah. heal the, the blood pressure, but it was <laughs> I started asking different questions. Yes. 
yes. Uh, it's a great question because it is. It's not like there. There are too many things right. available today. There are too many things. There is a good side of it, which is spirituality is more acceptable. Is more mainstream. There are more people concerned about spirituality and personal development. It's not the taboo. We can talk to people about it, and that is amazing. Another not so good side of it uh, is that there's a lot of things out there that are not good, <laughs> and we need to filter. <laughs> but the thing is, it might work for some people, it might not for others, because we need to understand as well that each and every single one of us has different blockages has different needs. And that is why I enjoy working as a guide because I can see what the person needs, that specific person, and tell them what they need because I can assess their energy field and see what's going on in there. So I never give practices for many people the same because every person has a different constitution mm -hmm. and a different need and a different blockage that needs to be dissolved. So I, I take really good care of that because it can actually be dangerous for some people to do random practices from not only from YouTube, but like online or from books even. Mm -hmm. Because some practices might be working with energies that are the opposite of what that person needs. Even though they might have the same problem as another person, they have different blockages. And depending on what they're they're listening to, that might go against their energy field. So it's, it's good to be a bit uh, cautious there to not just randomly do things, especially not mix things. Because another thing that happens to these days is that people watch 10 different videos and then start doing all these different practices. It's like not all energy goes together. Not everything supports each other. Sometimes we make a bigger mess then if we just stick to one <laughs> you are so right because even i can remember early on when it was fairly new you know when when uh things the secret hit and everything was fairly new you know you're running out here to try all kinds of things and then i wasn't as like one day i said you know what i'm spending too much time on this stuff and nothing's working let me choose yeah. one and then then it actually chose me Nice. So it's like, oh, okay, I should have been doing this all along. So that's, that's what, what are some of the treatments or strategies that you recommend to us people try when they're first starting out? Instead of trying everything you see on YouTube and every book, because there are, there's a, this is a billion dollar industry now in books. So mm. there are a lot of books. Yeah. And, I, and it's like asking the why. So what should they ask themselves? Well, it, when it comes to practices, uh -huh. it is important to commit to them. So instead of doing 10 different things, choose one, but actually do it every day okay. for a good amount of time. Okay. Because it is the repetition and the commitment that changes the energy field. Nothing changes when we do something once or twice. So the commitment aspect is key. So that's why it's good to keep it simple. Keep it simple so it's manageable, so you can do it every day. So okay. that is key. Okay. And of course, sometimes when we're in the beginning, we try things that are not right. right. So I say, like, try it for a few days. Give it a week doing every day. And if it doesn't work, then you drop it and get something else. And, and it's okay to change. But before that... 
be keep some commitment try it out a few days and see how that progresses because the practices when they're doing their work they start catalyzing as we keep repeating them so the patience aspect is important okay because i'm because when you read these all there'll be things that say do this for 55 days or do this for six months or this yeah. is a year program but you're letting us know that spirit isn't that slow so <laughs> no, it depends it depends of course if, if the person is telling you like something like that then uh -huh. take that into consideration okay. but sometimes you don't need to do six months to know it's not for you okay so it's, okay. it's the kind of things that i cannot generalize because uh -huh. i don't know exactly what type of practice we are talking about but definitely commit and okay. commitment can be hard for many people so keep it simple keep it Something that you can't commit to. <laughs> I love that. So it's like, keep it simple, sweetheart. It's like, yeah, I love that. Keep it simple because that will allow you to go deep. It is the repetition ah. showing up every day okay. that allows you to go deep. Okay. If we do a bunch of stuff, it's harder. Okay. But if you do the same thing every day for many days, you start going deeper. Right. So when you're working with others, uh, so what would a normal session, how would a normal session look? I can differ uh, tremendously because uh, there are people that I work with in programs, so mm -hmm. long-term programs for oh. the spiritual development. Uh, but I also give, for instance, uh, single healing sessions. Okay. In person and remotely as well. Okay. So I can send energy to people to help them heal. So it depends a little bit of uh, how the person wants to work. When it's energy, is pure energy transferring i'm just doing uh energy healing itself okay uh when it's a program it's more uh it's a mixture of me assessing the person's field realizing what practices they have to do mm -hmm. uh, explaining the practices to them and and going through any kind of challenges and, and what is what is happening between our sessions supporting the person with the challenges and also explaining the practice is like, what are they doing? Why are you to do that? Why, why what is happening in your life is happening? So there's also a context okay. of uh, what's going on. Uh, but I also offer like single sessions for people who just want to check if they want to work with me or not, that I call breakthrough calls. Okay. And th in those calls, uh, I, I go through what's happening to the person and what is their next step in, okay. their, in their spiritual development. Be it to work with me or not. So I just tell them, like, assess what is happening in their energy field. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So they can sort of try it out to see if it if it speaks to them. So that's, yes. that's pretty cool. They, so yeah. they, have to, they don't exactly. have to commit long term. Okay. So how long? Well, when we commit to something, it's good to know that we want to commit to it. <laughs> that's right. All right. I love that. So even in your own practice, you use this try it out theory. Yes. Yeah. Try it out. <laughs> it works for you. I don't think we give ourselves enough confidence. We, we have enough confidence or give ourselves permission mm. to even believe ourselves when we we get that feeling that this isn't going to work for me. We start to think sometimes that, oh, but they're doing it and they had great results and they're doing it and they had great results. So something's wrong with me. Um, so how do we how do we get past that? because it's not anything wrong with me. <laughs> not wrong. wrong. No. 
I mean, a big part of it is in this path in general is to be able to stick with ourselves. Okay. We're here to live our lives and each person is a different person. Things work for others and not necessarily for me. And that's okay. We, we each and every one of us has different paths. And actually doing is what is working for others might be a distraction from our path, might actually take us out of our path because we're following sheep and not doing what we came here to do. That said, sometimes our path is just in front of us and we still feel like it's not for us because there is a pinch of fear of really going for it. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, it's just saying that there's no right and wrong answer. Every situation is a different situation. So every time we have to ask ourselves, do I want to do this just because it was good for her? Do I want this? What do I want? And uh, if I don't want, it's like, why I don't want it? Okay. okay. Is it because I'm scared or is it because I generally is not for me? So, okay. Okay. So, so I was thinking, let's step back. Right. What is happening here? What is happening here? Am I just following somebody else? Yeah. Okay. And how do we, I mean, it's hard enough for us as adults to, to have that conversation. And with everything that's sort of going in the world, people are saying, well, they just have those conversations with their kids and they're not serious. So we can't even have those conversations with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we have a conversation we can't have with ourselves with our kids? But how do you translate that and help people help themselves and their families? Or do you find that generally when people see that you're whatever you're doing is working, then maybe they're, they want to try something too, because we're all looking for an answer. We want it yes. to be easy though. I, I don't want to live that far, even though I know things, ah, they're not hard. They're not even harder than you make them, but they're not easy yeah. either. But um, how do you help people with that? Well, we, we begin by helping ourselves. We cannot, we cannot give what we don't have. That's like the basics of the basics. You cannot give what you don't have. So how can we probably give a talk to somebody about something that we're not doing? It might sound beautiful, but it will take a few hours. It's so like you're not walking the talk. You're not walking the talk. <laughs> so first, if you want to give something to somebody, even if it's sheer love, but you cannot feel love inside of you. Well, then cultivate the love inside of you first, and then you have love to give. So that, that for me, it's a basic uh, understanding. If you give what you don't have, it's gonna deplete you, it's gonna make you frustrated. It's, uh, it's just gonna make you like lacking something that it was already lacking. So make sure to make your cup full first and then give. So take care of yourself. And even simply by taking care of yourself, some people think that is selfish. But think about it, when somebody becomes more relaxed, more joyful, more connected, that touches everybody they interact with mm -hmm. because your light shines. And now all of a sudden, there was this bitter person on my side that sees that it is possible to relax. You know, it's just, it's just a spark. We don't have to talk and give, like be a teaching and sermons, you know, we are the living teaching. So live like that and everything around you, you change, will change. Everybody you come across with will change. That is so empowering because I think that we've forgotten 
I just how powerful we are and how much we affect others yeah. around us. I think we've forgotten that. Yeah. And I mean, think about it. Think about the people you interacted with today. Mm-hmm. What were the people that were more full of life that you like enjoyed being by their side? Because those are the people they're doing just by being. They're taking care of themselves, you know, somebody who's full of life is taking care of themselves. You can betcha. Yeah. So, so in a normal day, how many, so do you recommend people do regular meditation uh, during the course of a normal day? How much, how long? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to people who spend like three hours writing down affirmations and it's like, yeah. oh God, I don't know. That seems like a whole lot to, to tap into a spirit that's already there. But I'm, you know, so, so what do you recommend our daily practice, how our daily practice? It's so personal. Not not everybody needs to meditate. Some people need to meditate a lot. It depends on what they want. These are tools. So we need to know what we want. So we begin at what do I want? And then what do I need to get (laughs) to what I want? So different people will need different things and they will have different blockages. So there's no... There's no right or wrong. I actually actually wrote a book that is talking about mindfulness without meditation. That is called Bullshit-Free Mindfulness. An uncommon guide for joy in everyday life. I'm sorry for the wording here on your podcast, but that's the name of the book. Um, Because, I mean, I I meditate a lot every day. I meditate hours every day. I don't expect my students to do that. Uh, Some I ask to meditate, some I don't. It depends uh, on what we're working with in their blockage. There's no formula. There's what every person needs based on where they are based on their challenges, based on where they want to go, based on their path. So I, I would never say something, everybody should meditate this way. Everybody should be alive, present moment, here, now, doing what we came here to do, to live, to live our purpose. Different people will need different things to get back to themselves. Oh, see, that sounds that see that sounds doable listening to you <laughs> That sounds doable. Because it tells me you're listening and have emails like I have emails every week. There is a different law of attraction book in there that's telling me that this this is the best practice ever. And then at some point you say, I can't read all this stuff and yeah. so, be me, right? I'm going to give you a practice then just because you've been asking a few times and I'm like trying to get away from this, telling you <laughs> everybody's different. But I'm going to tell you a practice that is actually very good for everybody to try at least for a week. Let's okay. say a week, a week. A week without TV, without reading, without radio, without podcasts without news because all of those things are content coming inside of us and at the end of the day to be ourselves we want to know what wants to come out of us what we're here to express what we're here to create it is the other side like the other aspect of the communication we're taking too many things in but not putting enough out this creates a disharmony in us we need to give and receive at the same extent but we are constantly checking news constantly on social media constantly this and this and that but we're not 
singing, we're not playing guitar, we're not working on our projects, we're not writing our book, we just keep telling about all these dreams, but we don't do it. It doesn't need to be like that. It can be some people like baking, like baking is creation, you know, like there's so many different ways of output, mm -hmm. of letting things come out of you. We are creators, we are expressing ourselves, and that is our purpose, is if you are you, what is it that comes through you? Life comes through us. So yeah. let's allow life to come through us. Yeah. Let's stop putting so much things inside of us all the time. So one week without social media, one week without reading, one week without news, and see what wants to come through you. It will be discomfortable. I know it will be a little bit crazy in the first days because we're so used to consuming content nonstop. But what kind of content wants to come out of you instead? What do you want to say? What do you want to write? What do you want to sing? You know, and that is, a, I, I like that. It reminds me of something um, Maya Angelou said years ago in a book um, when uh, people were asking her uh, how she could find, how she found the source for writing. And she said, everyone, every 10 days, she said, everyone needs to unplug, uh, park your car, somewhere else so people don't know your home because <laughs> <laughs> if they see your car they're gonna know your home turn off the radio the tv the lights the everything and just be and she said do this once every 10 days yeah. so that you can have time to break from what's going on yeah. and really listen to your own thoughts and she said when she started doing that it was amazing what she would write so she started going uh, every 10 days, she would check into a hotel for three days and she could do all this writing. And you're right. We don't disconnect enough. We check it when we get up in the morning, just in case we miss the the world falling apart. I can't, <laughs> you know, and we check it at night to be sure no one's projecting that the world's going to fall apart. And then we check it all during the day. And none of that we could do anything about to change. And I, I know as, as a minister, Michael Beckwith says that, you know, if you watch the news or read the newspaper, that's a prayer request. So at least stop and give a prayer or send some positive energy. But I don't know that we're doing that. You're right. And it all gets jumbled up in here and here. So we don't know what it is we need to do or want to do anymore. Yeah. And I mean, on top of that is so much information that we don't know anything about it, right? We don't do right. anything about it. We just read it to discard right. it. We don't think about it. It doesn't change how we do anything. Right. It is not affecting our lives besides making ourselves full. It's like overeating. We're just overeating information all the time. So I 100%, I think your examples, the people that you brought, uh, put it beautifully. Uh, you can start like every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Be offline the whole Sunday, phone off, you know, Sunday, Saturday night, it goes off and it comes, comes back on Monday morning. Right. Like allow yourself to have that breather, you right. know, right. It, it is that creates space. Right. And many times when we feel stagnant and stuck in life is because there is no space in us. We're already full. We have to let a few things go. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yes. And I'm telling you, if you take that time, chocolate tastes better. <laughs> so, so when someone, so now they're working with you and you're giving them the assignments, what, what have you, what, I guess, great things have you seen people uh, go and do that they doubted that they could do 
before they started working with you? Uh, I mean, that just makes your heart feel good. (laughs) (laughs) For me, what matters the most is that they feel themselves. Okay. Which is like, because normally when people start on this journey, they don't fully understand what I mean by being yourself. But when we start, people like, oh, now I understand how I was not being myself. Mm-hmm. All these layers of conditioning that we have, and we start removing them, which gives people so much likeness and freedom. So some people started singing, went from real estate to singing. Other people started their own podcasts. Other people just realized they wanted to do their company completely different and changing completely the purpose of what it was. So it, it differs so much. But it's just this understanding of coming back to what is it that my soul wants? What, what, what lights me up? that I couldn't see before. So some people start working with me very clear, thinking that they know their purpose. And then they start and they're like, oh, no, (laughs) I was completely wrong. I was just doing this for other people and I thought it was for myself. So so there's always this like aha moment of, which for me is the biggest gain in the beginning, that people understand all the interferences that are happening in them, not in a mental level, but in their own bodies and in their hearts. Because that is what allows them to come back to their hearts. See, now I'm sitting here thinking, oh, God. (laughs) I just made some major changes in things, too. And I says, oh, okay. Glad I let that go. (laughs) (laughs) So so when they start to meditate or, or just be quiet, People, you know, there are a thousand ways to meditate too. So everyone thinks they're doing it wrong. So, so is it possible to do it wrong or what should they do when they start? Uh, Cause sometimes people say, no, you have to do it this way or this way, this way. And I says, but there are a thousand ways to do it. So how do you know which one works for you? Yes. So what should they do to find out how things work for them? Well, there's so many different meditation techniques. You were right about that. They all ask us to be present. So they're all trying to take our minds from wandering all the time. That said, it's impossible that the mind doesn't wander around. And what is important is to notice how we talk with ourselves in those moments that we catch ourselves not there anymore. Because we can be so judgmental of ourselves. We just start shouting at ourselves like, you're gone. This is too hard. Come back. And it's like thinking come back if we every time we catch ourselves gone in our mind somewhere else we just tell ourselves very peacefully come back and back you know the tone of voice the self-relationship the self-love is really important here because what we want is clear our minds from those judgments it begins with ourselves. We keep telling ourselves how badly we talk with each other, how angry we are with the world. But look at how we talk with ourselves. So meditation is a great moment to start speaking to ourselves with more compassion, with more kindness, and just bringing ourselves back on and on, out of love, not to beat ourselves off. We do this path. Any kind of growth, be spiritual growth, personal growth, uh, personal development, empowerment. The core is self-love. We go on those paths because we love ourselves so much that how could we possibly shut ourselves down? How could we possibly hold ourselves back? So we 
learn step by step in very small interactions with ourselves to be more kind and compassionate with ourselves. So as people start to work with you, so what's the first session sort of like? So what have you found? Because I know they're all different, but, uh, and what's been your favorite? So, so when they start to work, what can they ex anticipate? Because, you know, people get really afraid. I don't know if it's afraid, just kind of like antsy when you start talking about spiritual healers and stuff, because I think yeah. you're afraid of what you might find uh, inside of them. But I keep trying to tell people there are no real monsters there. So, you know, don't be afraid. Yeah. But what can people sort of expect? How does that first session work? And what do they What do you think they'll feel? And how will it affect them so that they know that this isn't scary. So, <laughs> I mean, the, when I have a breakthrough call, which is this, in this independent meeting that is not part of a program when we just get to know each other, I ask people to answer a very long questionnaire before. Okay. So, so I can make the best out okay. of our time together. So we have one hour together, but I have a lot of preparation before going through your answers. And I can still already pick up what's going on just okay. by reading them. Okay. Uh, so... It is a, this first meeting is quite friendly and more informal. I'm going to say a few things already. So the person has main insights that they can act on. I will speak them with love. Okay. <laughs> because sometimes it's very, uh, sometimes it's very simple what we need to do at first to fine tune. Okay. It is quite, it's, it's just sometimes we're so on our own ways and leaving so much in autopilot that we just need somebody who can assess what is going on very fast and tell us a few things that just can cut to the chase, you know, that mm -hmm. it's, um, it's something that we can still do in a sweet way, just pointing a direction, just showing the person different ways to handle certain things that is going on and why certain problems are emerging. Why are certain situations oh. there? Okay. So, so that is that is normally it's more creating this um, this setting, this uh, this bigger understanding, and then yeah, that that's normally how it goes for the first time. So, so the person can have a feeling for me as well, right. talking to me and what I say. Does it resonate with them? Does it seem like it's a good direction for them? Okay. Yeah. So, do they find? Can they? Uh sign up for the breakthrough sessions or buy the breakthrough sections on your website? Yes. Okay. Yes. And what's, is, what's your website? So. <laughs> Aline Ram, all the letters that you see here in my name, everything together, alindram.com. That's my website. And if you go to alindram.com slash breakthrough, you get to the breakthrough call page. And be sure to answer the questions now. She needs yes. you to answer those questions. Oh, yes. Right. No meeting without questions That's answered. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and do you find that people seem to, when they answer the questions, since she says it's quite extensive, do you find that this is probably one of the first times people have really sat down and and actually gave some given actually given some thought to what's going on in their life? Those questions don't go that deep in their emotional state. Okay. That's, they don't need to be scared of the questions. Okay. So they don't need but, to be scared. Uh, okay. Yeah. They don't, the, the questions, we will ask things that seem quite uh, practical, actually. 
Okay. But they are enough for me to pick up what's going on energetically. Okay. So okay. for the first, it is much easier it's for me that I can do this uh, underlying work. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. And so they, people can work with you through the breakthrough sessions, which I... That's a good beginning. Yeah, that's a good beginning. Right. right. And then yeah. what about through the uh, ongoing, I will, I'll call it coaching, the ongoing sessions? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, pre I prefer having the breakthrough first. Okay. Because then I can understand where the person is and put them in the right program. Okay. Because they have different programs for people in different stages. Okay. Um, if they know already which program they want, because on my website, all of the programs are there, it is fine. Oh. Okay. Uh, but if they're like, I would like to work with you, but I'm not sure what is best for me, then this call is the best way. Because then I can see clearly what you need. Okay. Okay. That's fun. So you guys listening to this, please check that out. Because I think that that is some of the most important work we can do is to try to fix what's going on with us or at least get on the right path. And some people are on the right path. It just doesn't feel like it's the right path. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so you help people like that too, because sometimes things feel a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So what other things are you doing? You said you, you wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of things. Oh. I like creating. I'm very good at not listening to, to radio and uh, reading books and things like that. I've oh. read a lot of books in my life, but it's been a while. <laughs> oh, cool. So see, when uh, you're not, you're right. When you're not tied to that, whatever all the noise is, you can do some things. You can actually... Yeah accomplish some of the things you didn't think you could accomplish because a lot of times I notice people just seem not to have enough time but you can't watch all the sitcoms and all the news and check the phone all the time if it's time you want because you're just giving your time away yeah I feel like it's important to commit to ourselves uh, a part of this path is devotion mm -hmm. and devotion to life devotion to ourselves which is also understanding what is it that is taking us out of ourselves? What is this that is robbing my good mood? What is it that is robbing my self-connection? What is it that is robbing my presence? We're living in an attention economy. So being aware of when our attention is being taken and when we are giving, because at the end of the day, nobody can steal our attention. We are giving it away. So, yeah. Oh, you are so right. They are not stealing our attention. We are, we're giving it away freely, which means we're giving away time to explore our own desires and to do all the things that we want to do. So when, so those of you listening, so when you say you don't have enough time, everybody has 24 hours a day. <laughs> Just ask yourself, what are you doing with your 24 hours? <laughs> so. So what other small things you can people do to change their lives? Uh, so we've taken them, we've, they're reducing their, they're, they're reducing their time on, on being on social media. So what other things can people do to change their lives? Become more intentional. Okay. More aware of why you're doing what you're doing and how you want it to, to be. Because the, the thing is, I we all can go to the same meeting, exactly the same table, sitting on the same meeting table. But some people were just there for being there because it was on their schedule. 
they're just like checking a box. Whereas others are very aware of why am I in this meeting? Why, what would I like to accomplish? It doesn't mean that I have a goal that is only myself. Sometimes the goal is this team hasn't been working well and I want to make sure in this meeting that everybody gets along and that we can talk civilized to each other. But coming anywhere with this awareness of what matters now, what is relevant now, and giving our best for that. Because I can say that it would be great if the team comes together, but then I get there all angry. I'm completely out of alignment with my intention. So being aware of what matters and living up to it, like staying with intention, you know, the intention is not something we just say once, but it's something that stays with us throughout. So for instance, if I'm having lunch with my mom and I haven't seen her in a long time, maybe my intention is to make the most pleasurable moment, no matter what she brings up and staying in that intention, no matter what, and not allowing things to take me out of that place. So intention brings a lot of um, first consciousness mm -hmm. because I'm not living reactively. I'm not in autopilot mode. I'm regaining my self-mastery because I know my intention and I'm acting on it. It brings this clarity, this alignment that is crucial in this life. Yes, it does. I was just thinking, you're right. If, if I'm fully present in everything that I do and I know what it is I want, it is amazing the things that you can get done. And now I'm thinking about some of the days where I was able to stay fully engaged in what I was doing at that time. It didn't take all day to finish it. As a matter of fact, the time we had was absolutely fantastic. And it's and then you, you always leave feeling energized yes. instead of allowing something else to always take, change your attention by sneaking on your phone to see what somebody said in the middle of a meeting just derails it. So when you do that, have when people do that, you've have you found that they, I don't want to say easily achieve their goals, but they can generally, they're more confident, I guess, in yeah. working toward their goals. They're more aligned. Yeah, more, more aligned. aligned. Yeah. Right. So it's clear. There is no these distractions. And there's a lot of gain from that. We can say that we become more efficient. Absolutely. But as you said in your beautiful example, it is also about understanding that we can feel better, lighter, mm -hmm. less stressed. Mm -hmm. Like the clearer we are, the less busy and crazy struggling we need to be. Life is not a struggle. We don't need to struggle. Things can be much easier. Doesn't mean that will be easy because we need the challenges to grow. It is through challenges that we grow, but challenging doesn't mean struggling. It doesn't mean always hustling. Ah. And it is the intention and the presence that allows us to do that from this place of alignment. Like work is necessary, you know, work brings great fruits to our lives, our creations, our results. It's beautiful to have these, but we don't need to do them from a place of struggle. The more aligned we are, the more we can do it with lightness. And I, I don't think anyone is really thinking about it like that. You're right. That's right. The more aligned we are and, you know, and the more, I guess, the more attentive we are to what's going on in that moment, you can. And I'm remembering some moments that seemed to be magical. And it was only because everyone was aligned in the same purpose and paying attention. And we got a lot done quickly. And then I think about some of those things on some of those teams. And they were very good things, too. They were very successful. 
So we do have to watch our attention. I really, I uh, like how you phrased that, that we're, we are freely giving our attention away. And our attention is our most important commodity. So we have to keep some for ourselves or decide at least we're going to participate and be aware of whatever where we have our attention. Yeah, whatever we have our attention also gives us much more uh, potential of joy, of pleasure, you know, because if we're listening to a song, really listening instead of just having it in the background, completely different experience. Have that delicious food, actually enjoying and savoring it from eating while on your phone or writing or talking to somebody else at the same time nonstop. Completely different experiences. So if we want to cherish life more, it is about where our attention is going. That is so true. So what should people tend to take all of the things that aren't going well to bed with them at night? <laughs> so how do they stop doing that? Because <laughs> that's one thing that I get from people. It's like, God, I go to bed, I toss and turn, I can't fall asleep. It's like, okay. It's like... So how do you get people to stop that? Because now they've got to pay attention to relaxation. And I think we're afraid of being relaxed. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, we are addicted to stress. Yes. Uh, it, we really are, even physiologically, because the stress is like adrenaline release. And we, we like that rush at the same time. It makes us feel alive at the same time that we know it's not good for us and it annoys us. So it's like it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is. It's a love-hate relationship. Relaxation is crucial for spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Because uh, stress and tension, they're actually blockages in our bodies, not allowing energy to flow through. It is when we relax that spirit can flow through us, that we can have more pleasure in life, that where we can find more joy. The more relaxed we are, the more of love we can experience. The more stress, the more tension we are creating, that is a physical blockage for, for the energy to flow through. So relaxation is crucial. Uh, it can be, it starts small. Uh, relaxation can become as a self-assessment throughout the day, taking two minutes here and two minutes there, just to notice your body and dropping it, like shoulders, jaw, tongue relaxed in your mouth, feet. Are your feet on the floor, grounded, or are you like shaking your legs or on your toes? There's so many different uh, signs of tension in the body that we can easily scan through. Like two minutes just noticing where are your body holding tension and relaxing it. We all hold much more tension than we think we are, much more. We don't need to get into bed to realize that. So if we even on the chair sitting behind our computers, we can like drop our feet on the floor, you know, stop uh, holding our legs up, stop holding our shoulders up, our neck, you know. Having two minutes uh, pauses every now a few times during the day can actually bring a lot of relaxation just by creating body awareness. And I, I can tell you that does work. I started with um, just a little app on the computer that says, look away from the window. Right? <laughs> and it was from my eyes. It didn't mean yeah. 
<laughs> it wasn't for my health, but look away, look away out the window, look out the window, you know, <laughs> match your eyes, uh, you know, stretch. And it was just, just getting that little, I'm talking maybe 10 seconds of time every hour. It's mm. like, this feels good. You know, no more sore, sh sore shoulders. Nice. So we, I, thanks for reminding us of that because we just, sort of forgot about it as we're trolling through social media is <laughs> so yeah so some things are very simple yeah some things don't need to be complicated you know so tell us where we can find you again the listeners can find you again your website as we're coming to the the close of the the podcast yeah. i don't want people to forget that so what's your yeah. website again my website is alindram.com. So the name is you have here, everything together, no spaces, no dashes, alindram.com. Uh, in my site, you also get uh, find a free guide called What is Spiritual Growth? That you can get at alindram.com slash spiritual growth. And you can go much deeper into the practicalities of spiritual growth. Because we can talk very high level, but there's also what is the everyday thing that is actually happening here. What are the shifts going on in here? So, so that is my offer for you, the, this free guide. And you can also find me on YouTube. My channel is also Alindram altogether on YouTube. That is the other channel. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And be sure you look her up. She has some very interesting uh, podcasts that have been pretty cool to watch. You know, I, but I like all things spiritual because I think <laughs> the spiritual beings first, you know. Yes. We just happen to come in a body this time. So, and don't send me any messages about this time, okay? Because I think <laughs> that we come back. And that, I, and my grandmother used to say, yeah, we're coming back till we get it right. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't Let's know. get it right. Until <laughs> we get it right. And she would just laugh and it would just be like really light. We would laugh and say, okay, well, I'm going to do it good time because I don't want to come back. That was just kind of our joke. But <laughs> we are spiritual beings first and we need to remember that. And I want to thank you, Aileen, for reminding us of that because I really believe that with all of the noise going around, we've forgotten that we're spiritual beings and that our spiritual growth and soul fulfillment needs to be our first priority. And when we get that done, yes. other stuff generally is uh, easy once you get that done, because you'll be clear about your direction, you'll be clear about your whys, and you'll stop doing things just because other people want to do, do things that connect with you. And that is so important if you want to achieve any of your goals, and if you want to experience any good health goals or great relationships, this work is the main work that needs to be done first. Absolutely. Our life is the biggest project of our lives. Life is, is, is the, the best and biggest project. And it's the most fun you're going to have, too. So I don't want you all to think that it's all like humdrum. It's actually a lot of fun to change things. Uh, and it's actually a lot of fun to discover what you can do and who you really are. And it's not as hard as you thought it was. All that's really fun and quite relaxing, too. So. So thank you for being here with me. I really do appreciate having you here. It's been a great conversation. And it's one that I like to have often because I believe that when we take care of our spiritual self, uh, we're able to take care of our human selves. So as I always say, may this day offer you just what you need in each unfolding moment. Trust your greatness and embrace your power. I want you to be inspired and until 
further notice, just celebrate everything, okay? Do not go gently into that good night, but find a hill worth dying for and take it. Be the person that you're waiting for. Make today so awesome that yesterday gets jealous and above all else, do it your way. I'm Stephanie Wilson Coleman, the empowerment doctor. And as I say, with the right pair of shoes, I can accomplish anything. You all have a great day and remember to dream big. Bye now. Bye, me.